Hey, what's up, guys? Zayo from Carnuba Detailing. Welcome to yet another episode of the Carnuba Detailing Podcast. Today, I'm joined with my buddy, Eric. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great, nice man. Nice to see you. It's been forever. It I know. Forever. Literally, almost like a year yeah, since we since actually met, met. up. Um, we, obviously, we contact each other via phone on Instagram and stuff mm-hmm. like that, keep up with our, with our work. But go ahead and introduce yourself, man, and tell us a little, a little uh, bit about yourself. Well, I'm, uh, I'm Eric Heller. I uh, moved across country from Pennsylvania. Um, I had no detailing experience whatsoever. Um, moved out here, and I was like, kind of knew the car scene because of my car. Yeah. And I was getting, trying to figure out a career path. Mm-hmm. I was in construction, and then when I moved out here, I kind of just jumped into it. Jumped into it, started working in a detail company for probably 10 months, and then, then I got hooked up with Penske. I, worked, I work now with Penske um, Rapid Repair up in North Scottsdale. Okay. Um, I do all their ceramic coatings. I'm the main ceramic coating guy there and do full paint corrections all day long. Yeah. So that's all I do inside out. Awesome, man. Yeah, go so. ahead. Um, so for the people that don't know what the company Penske is, you mind explain a little bit about yeah, what so, they do? So Penske, like people would see like Penske, like Penske Racing or Team Penske from mm-hmm. um, uh, like Roger Penske's racing team on NASCAR. Yeah. So Penske is just a entity up in North Scottsdale where they have a full body shop. They have window tin, clear bra, all these kind of services are linked around their dealerships. Yeah. So everything's kind of in-house. All inclusive, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For their, for their clientele. It's really, really really smart. Yeah. If you guys haven't been up to the North Scottsdale area and checked out these dealerships, I mean, they, they're pretty much the best of the best. I mean, you got Bugatti, Ferrari, Bentley, Rolls Royce, pretty much. Yeah. The, the works and, and, it's just it's just crazy to see the cars that Eric is able to work on. I mean, he works on some pretty amazing things in house, but also on the side as well yeah. because you do kind of do on the side detailing yeah. as well, right? So I, like like any other detailer, they always want to have they would want to run and have their own business. So I've always been doing side business stuff for like friends in my garage when I lived in Chandler, and now that I live in Surprise, I still do it now for some buddies. But uh, I'm still pushing that like every Saturday or every time I can. I'll keep doing my side business stuff yeah yeah which is pretty yeah. awesome so again one unique thing about eric is that he is in a dealership kind of oriented type of detailing atmosphere. business yeah that atmosphere and yeah dealerships get a really bad rep and i mean i've said it in the past too because for the most part it's true 80 85 percent of the time detailers at dealerships just don't it's not that they maybe don't know what they're doing. Maybe they don't have the, the proper equipment, the proper training. products, the proper training. All that stuff is taken into account to get the results that we see most of the time out mm-hmm. of a dealership, which is a shame because there are just a few things that they could tweak here and there that can really help out the results they're pushing out. Um, Especially but it, to these clients that are spending so much money on these Exactly. Vehicles. I mean, I had that Audi uh, Q5 that I did just a few days ago, and mm-hmm. I was outsta- like not outstanding in a good way, astonished, I should say, about – the quality of the vehicle only having a hundred miles on the clock, you know, from working in the dealership, man, like I, I'm surprised at how many vehicles that come over, like name brands, like Ferrari, like Aston Martin, all these high end brands and vehicles that are super expensive, but they come in, like they have all those DA marks, the standings spots from the machines and they're just left there. 
And so when they come up from delivery straight off the truck, their paints are trashed. And, and, and you would feel like there'd be a level of QC yeah, even before delivery exactly. to dealerships. But, but correct me if I'm wrong, the vehicles that you're working on most of the time, Asimar and Ferrari, Lamborghini, those actually have more defects because yeah. they're typically made by hand. Mm -hmm. They're always being touched. And like it's the finishing stages that I notice that aren't completed when it comes yeah. to dealership vehicles. That the, the the little things, like you said, the wet sanding marks mm -hmm. or the rotary swirls, yep. they might be able to cut through In all the, the defects. In the groove areas, like near the windows, you'll find Compound all the little pigtails residue and, stuff. and pigtails. Yeah. yeah, so it's like the finishing stages I find the most being left alone from dealerships. So maybe go over some of the quality control that you guys go through because you guys do some really high-end level work and coatings, like you said. Mm -hmm. and. Eric is the type of guy that actually posts results, and we were talking about uh, this earlier. He's not the type of guy that results, does that man. side shot in the middle of the shade. No, he makes sure he gets the sun in there, he gets the scan yeah. groups in there, and shows people the befores and afters like I like doing on my Instagram and on my Facebook. So mm -hmm. go ahead, maybe go over some of the quality control stuff that you guys got going on. So like, for, all right, so I'll start in the beginning from like when I get a car or like I get notified about a car. What I like to do is instead of kind of like giving a time frame of when I can get this done, I like to see it, do a test panel, kind of see what I'm working with. Yeah. So first, um, obviously do all the decon work, but um, if there's deep scratches on a car, I don't try to like, I shoot for, for perfection, but I don't try to sell for perfection. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So when it comes to like dealership cars, when I first got into the dealership industry, they, they did do great work. They do uh, two-step corrections really well, um, especially up at Penske. Like, I've seen a lot of dealerships out in like Peoria area or like, or any other basic detailers. Yeah. They'll do that quick polish, but sometimes even with the rotary, they'll leave all the buffing hazing and stuff like that. Mm. But they push it out because you don't see it because it's not in the sunlight. Exactly. It's they'll in a showroom it. Yeah, floor. it's in a showroom. And if anything but from the side, you'll like somebody who's buying a car who actually knows paintwork yeah. could find it. Let me, let me add on that real quick. Couldn't. I, yeah, I was actually – I was um, requested to come by a BMW and Cadillac dealership. Uh -huh. um, I'm not going to state the name, but it's in the Phoenix area, and they really needed help because they had so much of an influx of vehicles that they mm -hmm. needed to take care of. So I'm, okay, this is my rate for this many vehicles. I go out there, and I honestly didn't do any of the work. Mm -hmm because of just the quality control yeah you know it was so bad like they were they were taking dirty buckets of water and using just regular kind of brushes to go ahead and wash the car yeah. and because they didn't do obviously it's not going to do a good job they go ahead and throw that into the automatic car wash afterwards mm -hmm. and then literally just taking a cleaner wax and tossing it on a rotary and finishing a vehicle off you know it's like stuff like that this was what I see the most, which breaks my heart, is like you know how you have like touchless car washes. You have car washes where you go, you take it through the tunnel, and then yeah. you have services that are offered like hand wash only. You see so many people neglecting that care on those wash mitts, yeah. or like the how many times they dry vehicles using towels, mm -hmm. and even like you'll get a lot of the dirt off, but nothing. Not everything comes off just within the wash. Yeah, exactly. So you're removing all the contamination in your mitts. You're picking it up when you're drying the vehicle. It's You're just yeah. transferring it. That, that's a great and that's point. that's all you're doing. And that's where most of the issues come in is lack of funding, lack yeah. of proper equipment, lack of maintaining that equipment such mm -hmm. as wash mitts and things like that. And you can have great quality automatic car washes, whether they be touchless or, or touch car washes. Yes. but. If you have that one car that was super dirty, get mm -hmm. in before you do, 
all that nastiness is going to be smack dab on your vehicle as well, ruining your finish. So I, I don't know if you see this a lot, but um, I'll see the the automatic like monthly like lifetime yeah, like cobblestone co- cobblestone yeah, yeah. Um, car wash stickers and stuff. They'll come in for ceramic coating for me, okay? And I'm used to like you'll I'll be paint correcting a car, uh-huh. but as soon as I start going down the car. It gets worse and worse and worse because that one time that dirty car went in and now it's just stuck on those spindles. Yep. As that next car comes in, you could be that car that the lower the car is, or not lower the car is, the lower on the paint is the worst. The worst you're going to get. Because that's where all the mud is getting picked up from all the cars that go yeah, through and there. Yeah, scratching that crap And it just keep up, pinstriping man. it and pinstriping exactly. it. Exactly. And, and for, for on the consumer end, you know, if there's a consumer listening out there... We know if you yeah. go through an automatic car wash. It's very obvious. It's even, and it's even more so after you correct the vehicle and coat it. Yeah. We, we know that you went to, through an automatic car wash if you're yeah. coming in for a warranty service or anything mm-hmm. like that. So please keep that in mind. Plus the chemicals that they go through in that wash. It could have such a high pH soap that it would just eat away at the coating. Two things. Either high pH or very high acidic. Um, yes. Hydrofluoric acid was used for the longest time at automatic car washes until it was it was to the point banned for the most part mm-hmm. when it comes to a lot of the products that car washes are using because it was getting on people's skin and getting in the air and it was burning people's skin and stuff like that. If you don't know what hydrofluoric acid is, it's the same stuff out of Breaking Bad that they used to burn bodies. So yeah. that's literally what they used to use in automatic car washes. And even today, it's it's not really any better. It's either on the really low end, two or three on the acidic mm-hmm. scale, or a really high end of 10 to 12. So they're basically using wheel cleaners on your paint, which is like something that you want to avoid for the most part uh, mm-hmm. in certain situations. So, um, but yeah, man, so we went a little bit over the dealership type of experience. So tell us a little bit about your your passion for detail, but also the way you like to detail. You know, tell us a little bit about certain things or techniques maybe products tools that you typically use when it comes to working so like when it like to my detailing like i'm super any detailer could also vouch for this you get super ocd with everything yeah now like my favorite i love paint correcting but personally my favorite is interiors because a lot of things get missed on interiors like certain vents mm-hmm. uh, just like all the little things that people won't see like opening up the sun visor yep. flap and cleaning the mirror because um, it's like one day they will flip that open and see that it's dirty. Exactly. And then remember that you didn't detail that. Exactly. And you mentioned interiors. Man, oh, I just man. went to that color I, lock training and same thing. There's so many guys focusing on the paint correction, the coatings uh-huh, and this and that. Uh-huh. But They we, neglect that interiors. Yeah, we neglect the, the quality control and the results of the interiors. And you guys have seen some of my work when it comes to my carpet lines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I understand some people don't like that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's there too are flashy that, sometimes. But there, are people, like but there are people that do. Yes. And when they see that, it really surprises them at the end of the day. Yeah. So you, you're, you're really like pushing for that, I don't want to drive my car anymore kind of exactly. reaction because they don't want to get in it and get it dirty but it's yeah. like, but that's okay that's what we're here for to help make things a lot easier and a lot more comfortable for you uh-huh. so because like if they go through and we do all that initial cleaning then everything monthly is just so much easier exactly yeah man i mean interior detailing uh, it's not the f- the funnest i know it's not a word it's not the mm-hmm. best thing you know out there to do i i totally prefer correcting on paint throwing down a coating yeah. i find that very enjoyable but you kind of learn to enjoy it i'm a very result driven kind of person so yes. when i see 
the actual results and compare it to you know the competition out there mm-hmm. it's just it brings me joy knowing yeah. that i just did that to an interior surface whether it's cleaning leather or doing carpets mm-hmm. and stuff like that like it's and for me like working in all around all these high-end cars and i hear it from people all the time like oh your job is so awesome you work around all these cool cars i'm like yeah it's awesome but there's a lot of times where like my one buddy shout out curtis by the way um he brought in his three series. Yeah. I uh, forget what year it was really old. Um, and it needed a lot of work. I enjoyed working and detailing that car. than I did like a brand new Ferrari or like a Lamborghini. It is it's just, it's, it's cool. more difficult yeah. detailing a brand new car. Cause it's like how much better can yeah, I can make it? it? Can you, you make know? it? Even if it has a little bit of like minor scratching and stuff, you make a quick polish, detail it up, make it look, pristine but like these it's, vehicles are already so pristine exactly it's it's How very can you make it very difficult i, I it's it's disappointing level. when you get a car that's so clean on the inside for like an interior detail because you're charging 250 300 for kind of like a basic interior detail with yeah. some light shampooing it's like your customer expect in my head my customer expects like a massive before and after yes. result but it's like i can only do so much mm-hmm. because it's already really really good plus with you the know? level of service you have you kind of got to match that and then exactly to what you're uh, because yeah. you could somebody could ask for hey could i get a level 2 detail depending yeah. on what your packages are but then they're also shooting and expecting that level, level three, 3 or something and, more yeah i mean I, I see that sometimes now personally like I did, for example, I did a Jeep SRT, or, um, and it only was exterior only. Yeah. But I did some interior work, just a quick vacuum, and they had baby seats in the back. The baby seats were drenched, like disgusting. Yeah. And I kind of felt it on myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go a little extra and do, I did a full um, steam cleaned them, okay. degreased them. Cool. Just made them a little bit more safer for the kids. So. Yeah, that's nice, man. I mean, Levi from the rag company has something he always says. If a customer orders a hot dog, don't give them a steak. Yeah. You know? But for me, it's like if a customer orders a hot dog, I'm going to make sure they're going to have all the condiments. And yeah. The, that's, the, the, the mustard, the That's a mayo. good metaphor right you there. You know, like I'm yeah. going to add a little bit extra just to make sure that, hey, I, I, I'm keeping value in mind mm-hmm. for you. I want to make sure that you're satisfied at the end of the day. Um, but I'm not going to go all the way to upgrading them to steak. You know, or, or something Definitely. like that. So that's it's, kind of my twist of the analogy that Levi uses when mm-hmm. it comes to that. Um, but you mentioned something really, really good, man. That I want to talk over. It's like uh, even me, I was caught up in the in the phase of like, oh, I can't wait till I detail high end cars yeah. and this and that, Ferraris and Lamborghinis and Porsches, and then and then you start detailing Porsches and this and that and M3s, and it's like ah, I kind of don't want to do yeah, this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you because something different. Yeah, number one, it's those types of customers that you work with most of the time, and it's nothing wrong with this. They expect mm. a specific type of result, and that's good. You want to make sure you're delivering that to them. But number two, it's just the liability factor mm-hmm. as a business. You know, you you damage something on a Ferrari, it's going to be a much bigger price tag than a Honda Civic. Not saying that we don't want that work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And 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 number three, it's a lot more difficult. Don't yeah. underestimate. It doesn't mean the car is clean mm-hmm. for, or has minor scratches for paint correction. You got to put in a lot more work. There's so many grooves and intricate yep. areas of the vehicle that you have to take care Plus of. Plus the densities of the paint, like they're like some soft paints, some are hard paints. Like yeah. I, I did a eight twelve super fast, and the no matter what I did, I changed the pads. The 
the compounds. It just wasn't cutting. Exactly. And it just it just depends. You just you, you you run into a lot more mm-hmm. inconsistencies with those types of vehicles because typically they're handmade and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And it, it the level of work just becomes more difficult. And when that comes in, also your level of products need to go up. The tools mm-hmm. that you have, you need to invest into Iber Nanos and this and that. So. It's just a more costly type of detail when you get to that level. You do want to get to that level. You want to provide sure. that service. For sure, you know? because you, that's what you're reaching for. That's the highest goal. You want to yeah. be able to, all the big business owners that have all these supercars, you want to be that one that's trusted by them. Exactly. But don't get it wrong, man, especially when it comes to the money side. Uh-huh. Eric could be sitting on the 812 super fast for 10, 15 hours yep. correcting it. Mm-hmm. Well, you can go ahead and knock out three or four oh. interiors throughout yep. your day. And make and just as much as he is at the more. end of the day, or more. Mm-hmm. So don't don't get it wrong. Don't look at all these fancy, all this clout, man. I'm telling you, yep. on Instagram, it's like you, everyone's chasing it now. You, you'll see all those like high detail entrepreneurs, but all they're doing is pushing out washes and washes and washes, and then they're growing and doing those side polishes, but they're making the most of their money in their yeah. washes. And it's not all about correction, but it's all it's not all about interiors. It's it's That's everything. What, it's everything. It's everything. You got to make sure you, you cover all your bases and mm-hmm. you're performing at a high lo- level for every type of service. Um, and I, I want to hit on a note. It's, yeah, so what I like is connection. So what I like to do to my customers, if, I'm, if it's mobile and I'm traveling to them, usually what I like to do is I'm like, hey, like, I'm going to stop by like a gas station. Like, I'm going to stop by a QT. Would, would you like anything? Could I get you anything? Yeah. Dude, it goes such a long way. That's, you, that, it goes great such that you, a long great way. That you mentioned that, man. I mean, once I actually got my customer Advil because they're having a headache. That's awesome. Like, you mind stopping by Walmart and grabbing that an Advil awesome. before I had to, before you get to your appointment? I'm like, yeah, man, no problem. It's like they're they're already comfortable. Like, all right, he's estimated because uh, I I love being on time. Being on time is number one. Yeah. But then that other comfortable, like, all right, if he's a little bit late, he's getting he's going and getting me that service. Now I don't have to go out later. And waste more time and go exactly. Get it. And I thank you so much for bringing up that point because I think a lot, a lot of detailers out there have that mentality of like, oh, let me just put my headphones on and start working. Yeah. I spend thirty minutes, maybe even hours, sometimes talking to my customers before or after service. And as long as if I don't have anything I need to get to, I don't mm-hmm. mind because building people want to work with friends. Yes. Okay. They want. They don't want to work with a business person or, or a salesperson or anything mm-hmm. like that. They want to work with people that they can relate to, have friendly relationships with as well. And that's where you gain that type of trust. I mean, the vehicle is the second largest investment. And yeah. Maybe even the first for some people, especially with some of the cars that you're well, working on. Well, you're moving it yeah. every single day. It's, it's a huge investment for a lot of people. And they're not just going to give the keys to anybody. They're giving them to you. They're giving me. They're giving mm-hmm. it to Eric. So it's like there's a lot of trust involved in that. And you want to make sure you build that rapport and that relationship with your customer yes. to gain even more of that trust. Not in a bad way. Don't mm-hmm. don't take advantage of it, but make sure that you you're building that relationship so you can work with them one on one in a very personable way. So, yeah, I mean, like, so g- getting to that um, trust part, and it's their it's their vehicle, it's their pride and joy. Even if it's a small little like Hyundai Sonata, you can go from a Hyundai Sonata, but that that Hyundai Sonata could be their Ferrari. In it retrospect, could, yeah, it's, it's it could be so exactly. valuable to their life because. All of a sudden, like if something gets damaged and it's on our fault or anybody else's fault in the detail industry, that puts a jam on them. Then they got to change their lives and how they're uh, running it yeah. 
just because we accidentally damaged something. You, you got to put everything into retrospect, but guys, I, I love that you brought up that, that fact right there. I mean, I, I want one of my friends, Adrian from Steering Wheel Art to Barry Jackson after mm-hmm. we're done detailing and everything. And we sat down in the auction house and someone starts bidding. 50,000, 100,000. I mean, it, it kept going up and up. And, and, and to me, I'm sitting with Adrian. I'm just looking at me like, this place reminds me of how broke I am yeah. on the inside. <laughs> but in retrospect to that person, they just bought, you know, a Starbucks large frappe or coffee, yeah. you know? So for, for your customer spending $100 on a wash and seal or a, or a quick a one-step polish for mm-hmm. $350, $400, in retrospect to that person, that's a lot of money for their pride and joy. So make sure that you're delivering that value and respecting it as well. Don't look down upon a Toyota Camry just because it's not a Ferrari, you know? You know what I think we should talk about? What's up? I know we're kind of like jumping back and forth with That's topics. That's okay, man. That's okay. But costs. Yeah. People, I don't think people understand costs. So like if you're, if you're like a generic, I wouldn't call them generic, but just like a normal person that goes out to like AutoZone, picks up some detailing supplies, even like a little griot... Um, Polisher. Polisher, yep. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this out. Give it a shot. You f- see how much you spend just in that little bit. Mm-hmm. But then you got to, like, people got to realize how much money goes into this. Like, vacuums to polishers to just compounds. You could spend $30, <sighs> even up to $50, depending I mean, on. I mean, how much do you, how much, how much do you think inve- I have invested in, yeah. in, in this? It's not, it's not cheap. It's not just it's car not. soap. And then people I mean, are like, oh, I it's... I have my ceramic body wash yep. over that's $60 for, I see the for tech, car soap. I see the tech. Yeah, the yeah. detail is technician. It's great stuff, right? It is right? great stuff. But it's like, I have car stuff that cost me $60. Yeah. And my Zymol stuff is like $30 for a few ounces. So it's like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of cost involved in this. Mm-hmm. And you're not even mentioning insurance. Yep. You're not even mentioning overhead costs of a mobile rig or a shop and all that Gas stuff. Gas to get there. Gas, you're, yeah. The, the, insur- the insurance just insure that car exactly. to get there. The, the liability cost of mm-hmm. working on a vehicle. You got to keep all that stuff in mind. I mean, there's... There's coatings that we utilize that cost five hundred dollars an ounce, guys. Mm-hmm. There's a lot you of know? there's a lot of people. They think they're making the money because they're like, oh, I'm gonna go out and drive, let's say, fifteen miles to go do a mobile wash. They're making let's fifty add, bucks on a wash. But this is so even if they do fifty bucks on a wash, so let I'll I'll give them a little bit of breathing room. They make a hundred bucks on the wash. Yeah, you still subtract that back and forth cost of gas. Mm-hmm. That's minus ten. Then from soaps to um, if you ended up doing like like uh, iron remover, yeah, soaps, iron remover, remover, wheel cleaner, degreasers, clay bar service, clay throw bar. that in there too. Clay bars um, are things that have to get replaced. Everything yeah. you gotta like cost that everything that has to get replaced into that cost. Yeah, and because then it's then, the depreciation yep. of your vehicle, the yep. gas, brakes, all that. You could stuff. come down to like twenty dollars, maybe even ten, if you don't actually weigh out all your costs yeah no i love how you brought out that because I, I was at that point man i there was a couple of details that i did and i kind of like backed a little bit on my prices and i was a little bit more comfortable i'm like you know what i you've been working with me a little bit i'll cut back and then i did all the pricings from what i used kind of how much i used and kind of estimated yeah i i probably profited a quarter mm-hmm. of what i should have yeah, and then you have to calculate your personal expenses on top of that as well, because obviously you got to pay everything for the business, but also got to make sure you're making a living too. Yep. You know, um, that's a great point you brought up. I, I think I think it's always like there's two extremes to this. See, mm-hmm. there's detailers out there charging way, way too much just because of their reputation mm-hmm. or how they feel that they should be paid, and then there's detailers that are just not charging enough. 
And then, like, there has to be a good balance. So you have to. I always tell people, I don't, like, I don't see much value. of a balance or a connection. You'll see, like, I see there are detail shops and communities like Superior Image Car Care. They, that's a great entity because they, that's where all the other detailers go. Yeah. And then those detailers would become friends and then kind mm. of share business. You don't see a lot of sharing business in anything nowadays. Yeah. Not only in the detailing industry, in just any industry. But what I liked, like, we talked about today at lunch. Was like I I wasn't able to go do my buddy's Ferrari. Yep. And I was like I I couldn't make it, but you know what? I'm gonna get you somebody. And I noticed you were gonna go to your sister's birthday, so I didn't call and you. Thank you for. But I that. thought of it. I was yeah. like, you know what? He Zaya could probably get this done. Let me call him. But then he couldn't do it, so I called Casey, and then he got on it. Went and made my client happy, and then yeah. just which is he which might is get awesome. work with him in the future. Now, yeah. now that I'm comfortable with Casey, me and him, like, hey, if he doesn't get to something, he could pass it off to me. Yeah, I just had a fellow detailer. He needs to go out of the country for a family emergency. Mm-hmm. I did a, a Ford Raptor for him, mm-hmm. and I just took care of the business for him. And the, it's just when you get to that friend, we're we're competition, quote unquote, but. We're friendly, yeah. We're companion competition, mm-hmm. I would like to call it. You like, know, there's like no lie. Like me and you, um, and everybody else here in Surprise or even the Valley, we compete with each other. Like, exactly. I compete with you, but it's not like on a personal level. Yeah, this is all... just all making your own. Because, granted, think of it in a real retrospect. Nobody wants to go out and wash and detail cars day in day out and push your body to that and make a living like that. Now, I love it. It's fun, yeah. and the results make me happy because people's smiles on their faces, it's priceless. Yeah. But like, obviously, you would rather just be able to sit at home, make the same kind of money, and just kind of do Chill whatever out, you want. play some video games. Yeah, you know? yeah. but somebody's got to do it. Exactly. Seriously, because like, I love the quote, you can't polish a turd. I'm going to polish that turd. Just you wait. <laughs> I'll make that the shiniest turd on Amen. planet Earth. <laughs> Amen. That's funny, man. But yeah, dude, you bring up you, you've brought up some really great points throughout this whole podcast, and we're running a little bit short on time. We just got a few minutes left. Um, I guess my last question is, bro, is if you can give one tip out there to somebody, and keep keep in mind that you're on more so the dealership side, but you mm-hmm. also run your side hustle as well when it comes to um, your your business too. What's one tip that you can give somebody out there just to, to help them out? It could be product recommendations, whatever it may be. Experiment. Experiment. It'd be experiment and research for sure. Because when I first got it, because I wasn't in the dealership yeah. industry, the first bot, the detail shop that I worked in was middle, like heart of Scottsdale, right next to the airport. I was getting auction cars. I was getting uh, dealership cars from Tesla because we subcontracted them. Yeah. And I was getting them from everywhere. I subcontracted at Tesla. I worked in the detail shop it just kind of like throw yourself out there if you're really really um interested and wanting to get into the detail industry is research research get into it and reach out don't be afraid yeah dude like i the the way i got into it was i wasn't even living in arizona yet and i sent a message to hire at higher uh quality detail and i was like hey like can we just talk when I get out there? I'm really interested. I'm moving out there soon, this coming summer. Mm-hmm. Can we just talk? Met at him at uh, Concord Hills, that auto show last yeah. year. And um, it just that's it where my... Yeah. That's where you started. And then from February to June, I just did research. Yeah. I just researched YouTube because the power of YouTube and video, there's so many educational... Power of YouTube yeah, video. There's so many educational yeah. videos because if, if you can't Google it and you can't YouTube it or something like that, or you can't call somebody, you probably just can't do it. Yeah, I, Seriously, there's, you, there's, there's videos 
and yeah. instructions to do anything. So for if you sure. want to learn it, just for teach sure, man. yourself. That, that, that is great advice, bro. Um, I thank you so much for joining me no today. No problem, man. It was, it's been great. You're for a busy real. guy. You got a lot of stuff to do at home, too. Getting married. Getting married pretty soon. That's a whole other journey on its own. So congratulations thank on that. You. I hope to thank you. kind of Shout be... out to my future wife. Exactly. She's, She's going to make fun of me on this She's video. an amazing individual, <laughs> and I, I think you guys are beautiful together. Thank the you. first time I met you guys was, was great, and I, I just hope our relationship continues to grow. Um, I always say you're just one of those guys I look at on Instagram and the work that you do and it's like I, I look up to that type of work because I appreciate you that. actually put in work you know mm -hmm. you show people the before you show people the after you show people the process the same way as I try to do it myself and it's just awesome dude if you guys want to check out Eric I'll put all his Instagram page and stuff below in the description but just go ahead and give him your Instagram tag real quick so you can follow my detailing business at Nardo Detailing you can follow my Instagram at Nardo STI uh, or you can follow my dog at Nardo Husky awesome Anything. dog guys yeah. awesome. awesome but uh, I want to say real quick before we go out don't shy yourself low because when I first met you I thought you were like four or five years in the business like, 20, like mid 20s but that's professionalism. Thank you, man. And that's research it. right here. Thank you. I appreciate it, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I try my best. I always tell people it's not, I don't care if you wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning and go to sleep at 12 o'clock at night. If you yep. don't do shit throughout that whole time frame, it, it means nothing. Nope. Put in the work. Get it done right. Don't overwork yourself. Set your limitations. Surpass them just slightly to improve every single day. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining. I appreciate it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and the like button. Comment below if you have any questions. Have a great one. Heck Perfect, yeah. bro. That was awesome. That was fire. Jeez. Woo! That was good, dude. <laughs>